0: just need your hand upon them. We ask you to bless now. Bless each one who's come here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would please turn and get your Bible. I uh, I love the story that I want to bring to you tonight in 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. When you're going through times... Like uh, we went through the storm and everything, you you gather up stuff and get ready for it the best you can. I uh, got a little some little shelves in my utility room, and I got green beans and sweet peas and tomatoes and everything in those little shelves all the way down. The man he worked in worked on my uh, air conditioner. He came in, and he opened that door, and he saw all that on the shelves all the way down. He said, man, now that's good. He said, I said, I like to get prepared. But you're never prepared enough, it seems like. But uh, what I want to, this story that I love so much is found in 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. <clears throat> 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. Now, there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant my husband is dead, And thou knowest that thy servant didst fear the Lord, and the credit is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Bar not a few. And when they are come in, they shall shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shall pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her sons, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thy and thy children of the rest. Father, we ask you to bless now the reading and studying of thy word. Let the Holy Spirit speak to our hearts tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I forgot to mention Brother Montoto this morning. Mrs. Montoto called her this morning and asked my wife to pray for them. That, uh, he's going through a very hard time right now. And then Brother Pitts, David, told me uh, that uh, Leroy, his dad, is not doing that well at all. <clears throat> so don't forget them. If you could call them and just let them know you're praying for them, it would mean a great deal. And uh, I do. I've, I've learned something in the last few months if people appreciate just to call, just to hear from you. And so please pray, uh, do that. Just call some people if you would. Now there's many lessons we've learned from these few verses tonight. Number one, if we trust God and go to Him, thank God there's always a way for a Christian. Now listen to this poor widow's desperate cry here in verse 1. Now they're cried a certain woman, the wise the son of the unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the credit is come to take unto him uh, my two sons to bond. Now think about it for just a minute. She's not just crying to a man, Elijah. She's crying to God, because Elijah stood in the place of God between the people during this time. So she's going to God here. And what she's doing is she's crying unto the Lord. Now the picture, notice this widow was heartbroken, number one. Number two, this widow grieved over unpaid bills. Number three, this widow was uh, frantic uh, that her creditors would come and take her two sons for payment of her bill. Now, Seeing her in all her troubles, notice the short, simple plea in verse 1. And she made it very plain, help me, is what she's talking about. Now, God's servant, Elijah, had a remedy uh, from God to her. Notice, who could be more helpless than this poor widow? She had no trade, she had no work. She had no schooling like women of today do. She had no, uh, had her two sons to care for. Uh, She had no money to live on, but she came to the right place. She didn't go to the bank. She didn't go to friends. A man told me years ago, a friend in need is a pest anyhow, and uh, I've thought about that a many a time. I borrowed some just yesterday uh, from somebody. I forgot who it was, but. But anyhow, I carried it back, I said, thank you. And they said, yeah, we'll try to spend that. And I never will forget borrowing some tools from an old man one time when I was a young boy. I carried him back and I said, thank you, sir. He said, I'll try to put that in the bank. And I've never gotten over that. And, but a, a good buddy of mine, I borrowed a lawnmower from him one time and he carried it back to him. And he said, you know what a friend in need is? I said, no, sir. He said, he's a pest. And I've never gotten over that. And so going to the bank or going to people, uh, that's not where you go. Listen now, Psalms 50 verse 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. I found out something. God wants His children to call upon Him. You know why? Because He gets the glory when He's blesses. Psalms 55 verse 22. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. In First Peter 5, 7, Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. All these verses tell us something. God loves His children. God always has plenty, and God always has a way out for a child of God. Lesson number two, What you have with God's blessings is enough. God can multiply the oil. God can take five small barley biscuits and two fishes and a little boy's lunch. And and when Jesus blesses it and breaks it, it can feed 5,000 according to John chapter 6 and verse 9. Exodus 4 verse 2, God said to Moses, What is that in thy hand? And Moses said, A rod. Yet God took that shepherd's rod. It became a serpent before Pharaoh. It opened the Red Sea. It brought the plagues on Egypt. It brought forth water from the rock of a thirsty of a million people. And so God used that rod. Samson took the jawbone of an ass and killed a thousand Philistines with it. And he also got water out of it to drink according to Judges 15 and verse 15. Now if God can use a jawbone of ass to defeat His enemies, He can use mine your jawbone to help people. Amen? You think about that. We can witness for Him. You know one of the greatest things I believe that God gets a blessing out of? When God blesses me, I want to tell everybody. I can't help it. I just want to shoot. I want to just tell God did something for me and I want to tell it. And every time the people that I'm talking to, uh, know, they recognize, well, I know you couldn't do it. Amen. So it had to be God. And so what did that do? That glorifies God. Now, the third thing we can learn here is God is a master of circumstances. I was reading, uh, under, I love to read behind Dr. Tom Malone. He's one of the greatest preachers that I know of. And I read a lot of, behind him. And uh, Dr. Tom Malone was talking to a man one time. And he said, How are you doing? The man said, Well, under the circumstances. And Dr. Tom Malone said, What are you doing under there? Uh, I never will forget that we ought not to let circumstances get us down Amen. Uh, Dr. Tom Malone tells of a preacher way back in the country of Minnesota and he went there for revival and this man the pastor there feared the communists were after him because he was a Baptist preacher and preaching the truth Dr. Tom Malone told him the communists don't even know where you're at and if they did, they couldn't find you. A <laughs> Christian Christians not under circumstances. Amen? Now, if you don't have enough money, uh, that doesn't worry God. If you don't have enough steak to eat, God only owned the kettle of a thousand hills. Amen? God works uh, most when circumstances are weakest. Let me show you something that I dearly love. Because when I first started preaching, I went to a very learned man and I talked to him about my voice, my old country voice and and everything. I wanted to be better and I still do. But I went to him and I said, uh, I'm thinking about going to college and and studying how to be a better preacher. And he said, now, Brother Strong, let me tell you something. God called you to preach just like you are. He said, I tell you the truth, I know a lot of colleges that messed up a lot of good preachers. And I never will forget that. And he worked down colleges because he believed in people going to college. But he said, God can use weak things. And you know some folks? Not once can I go back in my ministry and ever remember fighting my own battles. If there's something going wrong in my life that it, it, uh, I don't want to uh, uh, go on, I never get mad. I never get even. I never try to get back because I rely on God. I just simply, Lord, I'm not strong enough to take care of this. I cry a lot to the Lord. I don't mean tears. Uh, that too. But I talk to the Lord a lot. Lord, I'm not, I can't handle this. Lord, I can't do this. And I find something. Listen to this. In 1 Corinthians, uh, chapter 1, verse 26. So, for we see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty and base things of the world, and things that are despised as God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. Why? Listen to verse 29. That no flesh should glory in His presence. You know what God wants? He wants a human being that is completely surrendered to Him in your weakness. I can't sing, I can't play an instrument, I can't talk plain, I can't use the right kind of uh, English. My wife, uh, Mary, got up said something one day. I, I said something, and Mary said, miseducated over there, she said, You used the double negative. I wish my wife had not heard you, because now every time I, I say something, Huh? Oh, you told her. And anyhow, I got what I got on the thing now. Every time I turn around, uh, it's, you used the double negative again. And she lets me know I can't, I, my English is all messed up. Amen? Uh, and so uh, I know that. I know I don't talk exact English, but I, I think people understand me once in a while. But I learned something, God can use it. Amen? Now, God could use Paul better with a thorn in his flesh uh, than He could if He healed him. In Second Corinthians 12, verse 9, My strength is made perfect in weakness. Uh, God could use Gideon with 300 of Gideon's men rather than 30,000 soldiers. In Judges 7, verse 9, uh, So how little uh, you have does not matter with God. We need to learn that. The only thing God ever asks of man is, what if you had totally surrendered to God? God can use it. Whatever you totally surrender to God, He can use it. God wants us to act on faith. And God wants empty vessels and plenty of them. Now, if you can sit down and reason it out then, that's not faith. If you can sit down and reason out everything. I never realized how hard... Or what I was getting into when I surrendered to pastor a church. Now you think about this for just a minute. If I'm a block leader and I'm working for a living, I know how many blocks I gotta have late today to date, but how much I'm gonna get a block. I know I gotta get this many to make a living at the end of the week. And if you go to work, you know how many days you gotta work for so much money to make a living. But you pastor a church, and you don't know how many people's gonna come. You can do everything in the world you can. You can't make people give. Even if you tried, you couldn't, uh, demand people give. God has to touch your heart to do that. And God has to do it. And you know what? Pastoring this church for some, what, 40 something years, this church has been here and serving the Lord. In all these years, this church has not been wanting. Where it come from? How it's done, that's in the hands of God. And I I, I marvel at it every time I turn around. Somebody asked me the other day, how's the church financially? We don't owe anything. God has let us pay everything, the bills and everything. And I turn around and look at it and I said, if I could sit down and figure it out, how to do it, then it wouldn't be by faith. But every time I've trusted God in everything that we do by faith, it always works out. And God blesses. Now listen, to this widow's neighbors, it surely wasn't very logical to bar empty vessels with no oil inside. Brother Roloff once said, You have a great God, but as great as God is, He cannot bless a man that has no faith. Or trust in Him. And that's the truth. God can't bless a person that has no faith in them. I was talking to a man one time about tithing. And I said, God promised to bless a tither. And he said, I can't tithe, preacher. I can't even pay my bills now. I said, you got it backwards. You got to trust God first. And then God blesses you. And God cannot bless somebody that won't trust Him. And that's what this is all about. And I can make you a promise from God's Word from one end to the other. If you will surrender everything you've got to God and serve Him by faith, just trust Him. God will take care of me by my health. God will take care of me in my home. God will take care of me in everything that I do if I put my trust in Him. He'll take care of me. And He always has, and He always will. Amen. The whole thing is surrender everything you got to God. God, I'm gonna trust You for it. And it's always been enough. Amen. We had we had the best time with my son and his wife as they stayed with us through this storm. Uh, just eating sandwiches and a little thing called cook and cook. We didn't have no stove or nothing to do it, and just eating things. And I laughed at my grandson. Uh, he said, you know what I had last night, poor oh boy, I didn't have any electricity. He said, I made me a Spam sandwich. I said, we're crying out loud, I could have found something better than that. But uh, he loves Spam, so it made him a Spam sandwich. I said, yeah, I remember when you used to eat them old sardines in a yellow. You remember them sardines in mustard can? Them little flat sardines? Them the best thing about a little boy. But I think i find something better than that now. Amen. A biscuit with a hole in it, pour syrup in it. Can't beat that. God's good. Amen. Stand with me, please. Father, You're so good to us, and we don't want to forget to ever serve You by faith. If we sit down and figure it out, then it's in our hands. But when it gets to the place that we can't figure it out, we can't handle it, then we trust You. And that's where the blessings flow from. When we learn simply to trust you in everything we say and do, bless your people. Now we pray in Jesus' name, Amen. I want to sing you a song, please. What? One five seven.